Oh no, the Canadians are coming. Chris, John and Irish Ashley combine to make the ultimate team better than any wet dream. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. John's the CEO and Boomer. Ashley's the real leader. Chris brings the vibes and juices as our enjoyment increases. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. Hello. Oh, I wasn't muted, and then I muted myself. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. What's going on? What you munching? Toast. toast? It's toast. Nice. I had a sausage roll. I, I came have back a my... dicky tummy, and I'm hoping it will help me feel better. It kind of is, to be honest. Dry toast? Um, Toast with butter. Uh, I was always uh, I was always told it's dry toast and ginger ale. That's that's the uh, that's the wasps chicken soup. Uh, it's got to be Irish butter. <laughs> okay. Um, Noted. Hmm. There's more oh, salt you, in Irish butter. Did you try to sign into the Twitch account? I got a I got a text. I from did. Twitch. When did when did, did you do it? Do you need it now? <laughs> Just now. Awesome, but, you guys. Admin, yay! <laughs> Admin, no, don't worry about it. I think there I actually go. closed I, the screen, so. Oh, okay. Well, I just put oh, it in. Okay. The, I just put it in. So it's there if you need it. It's there if you need it. Welcome. Okay, I may as well log in now. John, we got a report from John. If you're wondering where he is, he is at La Lune Festival, a yearly festival of. Uh, oh, that's another one you sent for a fresh one. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yearly festival of him getting very allegedly. With his old it friends. Worked. It's fine. All good. Oh, you're good? You don't need it? Yeah. Apparently, okay. it will take any um, thing. <laughs> <laughs> any numbers at all. <laughs> any numbers at all. King Geo's on his way right now to see John. He's on his, He's following <gasps> La Lune. That's exciting. That's so good. I have I like a football they... ad playing in my head. Where is that coming from? Uh, that I don't have an answer for. You got no. Oh, Twitch there. homepage. Twitch homepage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The, uh, <laughs> I love that they call it La Lune Fest because I remember the first time that I took mushrooms, I was at... Um, is that what the festival is actually called? Because I have myself convinced that John has just made up this thing. <laughs> who knows? But from now on, it's La Lune. Uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, uh, actually, King Geo can tell us that. Geo, hopefully you're not driving and typing. But, uh, you know, if you're on the woods, ah, you're fine. Um, but yeah, the first time that I, I took mushrooms was at a, a big house party that a friend of mine, Marinda, threw. And uh, she had, her parents were shockingly rich. Um, we had no idea. She was just another uh, waiter with us. Just this cool okay. lady. And then we went over to her house and we're like, your house has a lot of land? And she went, yeah, my dad sells jade. We went, damn. Her dad uh, sells jade. <laughs> yeah. So um, so we were like, okay, cool. And she's like, we're going to have a grand time. And we did. We had a fucking blast. Uh, but because she had so much land, we were just out in the woods. She has like a forest on her land. And that is insane. It was so funny because she literally like, we were all just a bunch of like scumbags in our early 20s. And she was <laughs> dead on point. You would never have guessed. And then she's like, yeah, this is where my parents live. Right now she lives out in the woods. Like she's not, I don't know if she's fighting her familial wealth or what, mm -hmm. but She's, she doesn't seem like she's taking advantage of it. Uh, but, That's uh, so cool. She's crushing it. Miranda's it's nice if people are rich best. and not dicks about it. 
literally had no idea. Like, couldn't I've, I've met two of these people. One of them came up to me uh, years before, and she was like, don't tell anyone. My family has a house in Tuscany, and about six of us are going to go. You want to come? I was like, yes, I want to come to your family Tuscan home. Oh, but that's really cool. That's like a don't tell people I'm rich, but come take advantage of the fact that I'm rich with me. Like, yeah, 100%. It's, that's so it's, cool. They do it the right way. So we had, I we had a, not wow, met any rich people. I didn't kind of hate for it. Mm. These, <laughs> these people wore it perfectly. They were exactly Did right. Did their parents earn their money or were they born into it? I feel like that might be a crucial. I never asked. Didn't seem uh, like it was my business. No, that's completely appropriate um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you never know you might have just known um <laughs> yeah i have absolutely no idea um but uh but they got it and i used it and it was great uh i had the um, opposite kind of thing where um uh people when i was growing up people assumed that we had a lot of money um okay and we didn't yeah um my parents, well, my dad came from kind of middle class, lower middle class. Um, you know, he definitely wasn't working class, but mm. uh, my mother was, you know, lowest of the low poverty. And so everything they had, they earned themselves. And my dad became quite a high earner, but he, you know, was one of the people that kind of got sort of had the rug taken under them by the uh, recession. Yeah. Um, so there was like a little bit of time where he had enough money to build the nice house that we have, mm -hmm. but they're now losing that house. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that thing. But because of this house, people always thought we were a lot better off than we actually were, yeah. which is a weird thing to have. Well, no, my family was the same. When I was born, we lived in a trailer. Um, and then because we would go sailing every summer, um, mm -hmm. people would be like, oh, and they never said it. But every now, I remember like um, one of my friends eventually was like, so has your family always been rich? And I was like, we aren't rich now. Like we mom fights about money a lot. That's not it. Uh, mm -hmm. They never bought me a car or anything. It was like they got me for my 16th birthday. They paid for driving lessons. Mm hmm. And other friends got cars, uh, but it was like, yeah. Uh, but because we go sailing, but what they didn't know is that my dad would buy a boat for like nothing because it was a piece of shit, and then he mm -hmm. would rebuild the whole boat, and that was what we'd sail on. That was right. like his project. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah. So so anyway, with this um, uh, with this friend that we we took mushrooms when we went out, so we we all got drunk and we watched, uh, uh, hung out and partied and fooled around in tents as is you want when you're in your early 20s uh and then uh and then we took some mushrooms or campfire <laughs> and well you've you've watched there uh and, yeah. um <laughs> and uh but i remember yeah, I went actually with... that i now that i think about it i i've never actually been there i've only watched there <laughs> the worst part about a tent is the illusion of privacy um, yeah. because you forget and so you start talking at real voice uh and that is not a wall oh. that is not a wall it's not a wall uh but um but yeah so we my friend sierra jordan and i sort of we all um when you take mushrooms it's all vibes and okay. so you end up finding the person the people that vibe with you and you go off or you go off alone whatever works for you and it was in and out of groups but i remember my friend sierra jordan and i when we were all starting to come up the moon was huge and we're like we're chasing that moon we are chasing <laughs> that moon 
<laughs> How did that work out for you? Amazingly. We had so much fun. We followed the moon, and when we got deep into the woods, we found this beautiful lake. And that's like something was, out of a fairy tale. Well, we just called it, we'd like we were we were Mr. Tumnus. We'd gone full Narnia. We just emerged out of this woods oh into this beautiful copse with you a can lake understand on it. Why and... people thought the other world was a thing. Like Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Every now and then things happen and you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That that story right there. Like, because, you know, I, I mentioned about the fairy forts before. They were very often the type of soil that grew magic mushrooms. So. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, so I like, um, um, it feels like a nice full circle that he calls it La Lune Fest. I like, I like very much. Yeah. When, um, I think the, mo the moon is like, I remember the moon is what I used to use to calm myself down when I was new to stand up and I had a big gig. I'd, um. I'd, I'd be able to, because it would seem like, I remember specifically before the uh, Pleasance Reserve audition, I was so fucking nervous. And I remember I was walking around and I was going over my jokes and I was thinking about what I might change and things like that. And it sort of stopped and there was a big moon in the sky and I was like, oh, the moon's out there. This doesn't fucking matter. That's so cute. That's the moon. <laughs> it's there no matter what happens. It really puts you into your... Um planetary perspective <laughs> yeah completely you zoom out you zoom out a lot with the moon yeah. and uh yeah and i still i still do that it's really um uh it's really helpful i'm a big i'm a big fan canada's uh, can sorry oh, i was gonna say i don't really have anything like that before a gig mm. um i don't i don't know what i do I guess I just freak out. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. I've sort of, I've sort of, to some degree, I've got my nerves under control. I, I never had too bad stage fright. I'm a bit shaky, and I pretty much always feel like I'm going to piss myself mm. uh, before I go. On, like right before I go on stage, I'm like, I really need to pee more than I've ever had to pee in my life. Yeah, even if I've just gone to the toilet. Um, yeah, always. Yeah, but I don't know. One of the one of the things that has always stuck with me was the difference between fear and nerves. Um, mm. You know, I, I've had the most fearful thing in my life happen, which was when I had to walk into my surgery mm. and I was convulsing. Like Oof. my body was doing shit that I just didn't even know how to stop it doing. And, um, like the nurses were just the nurses initially did not help um they were kind of trying to do loads of different things at once mm -hmm. i was like trying to take a pregnancy test whilst filling in forms and like doing all of this shit jesus and they were all trying to get me to do the same thing at the same time or do different things at the same time so it's mm -hmm. just really stressful and then i just started to panic yeah um and they got me to walk into the walk like down the hall in the elevator and into the theater rather than getting me on anything um why did they explain because, that because they 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 were just like you're you're so nervous you need to walk like you if we put you in a chair you're probably gonna fit or something wow. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah um and so uh i don't know they got me in then and the anesthetist calmed me down which is essentially their job yeah. Uh, 
but charge of vibes. Yeah, I was. I as soon as I lay into the table, just floods of tears. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But like, I wasn't even aware that I was crying. Like I was, there was just tears happening. Did I freeze? I don't think so. Have I frozen? Oh. <laughs> I you froze, but okay. maybe my sound kept going, I'm not sure. Um but yeah, it was just it was terrifying. It was pure fear. And um yeah. I just so, but, I think oh. anytime I think I'm nervous about a gig, I'm like, I'm not that scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right it's nice to have that uh yeah. in the past in the past not in the present yeah. it's nice to have that to be like this isn't fear fuck you mm-hmm. i um i was i was reminded of a oh by the way we're getting some great comments from uh one million here oh, yeah, i just got here is laloon fest where i'm going tomorrow yeah uh it's <laughs> not i don't i mean it is what you make of it well that's the that's the beauty of laloon from what i can tell <laughs> Oh, I'm very jealous. That's going to be wonderful. I was um, I was reminded of something uh, today. I posted it on my Instagram uh, from that showed me how far I've come with confidence with performing. Where, uh, excuse me, there was years, years, and years ago. Well, shit, my FOMO is gone. Good, good. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Joe, why are you here? Are you driving? This is very. I like. I like this. I feel like they're might be high already why is john there first um but uh because he's john <laughs> yeah fair enough. i was uh well you you booked him on shows you know that punctuality isn't necessarily his biggest worry yeah but this is going to la loon fest where he's gonna get allegedly stoned in the woods i feel That's like it's true. a different thing <laughs> oh john is there first because some of us have jobs fair enough fair dudes well thanks for mm-hmm. tuning in while you're driving um but also uh, stopped Sending messages while you're driving. <laughs> oh, he said uh, it's Google. He's just doing voice, voice text. Oh, oh, that's clever. Yeah, yeah. Technology. Um, yes, yeah, so I was doing. I was doing a show uh, two Edinburghs ago. I think it was it was either twenty. I think it was twenty nineteen. Um, and uh, I, I do my bu- my shows on the bus on the blunderbus. Um, the heroes of uh, uh, the French thing, and I would do versus the audience take a 10 minute break and then i do my hour um so it was a very long month but it was pretty cool and i did it in the same room that's really cool Um, it was really fun i think i'm the first person ever to do that in the fringe i asked around i don't think anyone's done that i feel like i should have publicized that more but here we are yeah (laughs) well i talked to my agent about it and they were like eh. so i was like oh you seem to know um they didn't know it turns out they didn't know don't trust your agents guys (laughs) regularly regularly double check uh, but while I was, um, uh, I was doing the second show, which was my hour and this old awful woman just started heckling kind of out of nowhere. And I was like, whatever, that's part of it. You know, I'll deal with her. So I shut her down a couple times. Um, and she just wouldn't take it. And so I was like, oh, well you hate this. So just leave. Why are mm-hmm. you here? You're wasting your time. This is pointless. And then she was like, I paid for my ticket. I'm not fucking going anywhere. And it got to the point where the crowd was like, get out. You're the fucking worst. Like, go. 
And she was like, no, I'm staying. I paid my five pounds. It's five, it's five pounds. It's not even a pint in most bars in Edinburgh. At that point, you'd give her a fucking refund. Like, right? get well, out. I, I almost did. And then out of principle, I was like, you know what? No, fuck you. You're getting nothing. I'm keeping no. your money. You've no, cost me the most. In principle, I, I do agree with you. But you, you are a little bit like, just go <laughs> mm. well but that's what led to when uh, when it sort of clicked that she wasn't gonna go i was like all right if you're not gonna go then we're gonna go who wants to watch this show in a parking lot and the crowd went yeah and so i just took him off the bus and we went across the that's street so clever and i just did the show outside and it was amazing it was so fun and that's um, so good my last joke was about um it was that one about horses having sexual fetishes and uh -huh. um that was the closing bit for the show. And just as I finished that joke, two horses, perfect timing, two horses <laughs> walked behind me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, we nailed this. We goddamn nailed it. Let me see if I can. I, I posted the picture on Instagram. It's a really nice picture of the whole crowd out there. Let's see That's if I can excellent. Find it was. Um, yeah, it was really cool. And that's something that like I never, ever, ever could have done um, years yeah. ago. I would have just folded. Um, oh, I'd fold. But uh, but because of because of years of doing this, uh -huh. um, I became able to go, you know what? Fuck this. My show. Yeah. There it is. Oh, my God. That's, that's the crowd. so good. That's excellent. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah, it was really fun. In hindsight, so good. in hindsight, what I should have done is put myself with my back to the wall and put them facing me because they were a little distracted by the whole world going past. Uh, but but uh, then you wouldn't have had the horses going behind you. Yeah, my thought exactly. Um, so, you know, swings and roundabouts. Yeah, absolutely. It was pretty great. Uh, but the, um, and then the woman stayed in the venue for 15 minutes. Just out of spite. She just sat in there for like sat in there with her two friends for 15 minutes and didn't fucking leave. Insane behavior. I asked the crowd. A fucking like, grown-up person. A lunatic. A goddamn lunatic. That's um, what who who does that? She was the worst. And then as I mean, she was leaving, because I asked the crowd, I was like, let me know, let me know when she goes out. And about 15 minutes in, she was being ushered. Like the crowd were like. They didn't want to say anything, but they were all just fucking pointing and she's oh. walking by. And she, yeah, <laughs> Steve Mooney. And she's still there today. Um, and but like, what she does she, at that point, oh. what does she think she's achieving? Because, okay, she paid five pounds for a ticket, but that ticket was to a show that is no longer happening around her. In her mind, is she just like, well, I paid five pounds to be in this room for the next hour, yeah. regardless of what happens around me? No like, idea. The logic is just not there. And I if she paid I... for the show, she should have gone out with you. Like, I don't. Yeah. yeah. What is wrong but... with people? <laughs> uh, it was baffling. I mean, I, I always assume that at least three of the minutes were her trying to convince the staff on the bus because the, the downstairs is a bar and the upstairs is the mm -hmm. venue. And so I feel like she came down bitch to the staff. Uh, but mm. they can hear everything. It's a fucking open double-decker bus. They hear everything. So she must have been like, this fucking comedian. And they were probably like, go fuck yourself. This is not yeah. This is not how we do things. <laughs> You're an ass. Uh, That's but, ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it was fucking great. It was great. No no unremovable chairs, bud. <laughs> Screwed into the bus. 
It's so weird. So weird. Great though. Very fun. That is fun. That's a it's a great story, and it's great that you have that picture as well. Yeah, I'm really glad someone took it. I can't I think that might have been Paul. I think Paul Byrne took that. Ah, that's good. He, he was definitely there. He um I remember seeing him later that night and he was like, What was that? And I told him the whole story. He's like, Oh, good. I thought you just lost it. I thought something had happened during the French. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah, it was so fun. I don't think no, I've I've not really been heckled that much. And so I'm still kind of afraid of it. <laughs> um Fine. But I don't know. I'm not that afraid either. I'm oh, just a bit like I don't really know what to do. Just want to say I'm driving along the side of the Gatineau River. The leaves mm. are starting to change. It's goddamn beautiful, and I already feel more relaxed. Oh, King Geo. Oh, I'm I'm very I'm very walking... happy for that. Oh, I was at that uh, Baldy. I was at that Lauren Patterson show as well. Only I didn't know that that's what she was going to do. And so I thought the show was just off and I left. Um, oh, no. Yeah. And then I saw loads of Twitter shit about it. And I was like, fuck, I should have hung around. But I, they kept like this. The venue staff kept getting us to move down to where the bloody fire meeting point is. Mm. I've been in the Pleasance for fire alarms three times. And they always yeah. do that. And it's yeah, so fucking pointless. The courtyard's real bad for it. So pointless, but yeah. um, God love her. It went ha it went off during her show, but she apparently went and finished it and stood up on a bollard, um, and and did the show out in the street. And I'm like, damn, I left. It, <laughs> it happens so many times. By the way, oh, for anyone listening to the podcast, hello, podcast listeners, welcome to the Untitled Twitch Stream Podcast. Uh, I'm Chris hey. Betts. This is Ashley Manning. Uh, we do this every day, Sunday to Thursday. Subscribe and rate. Please tell your friends. Um, and John is usually here, but John is usually here. After he is fest. getting very allegedly. Uh, yeah. Baldy said, "I remember Lauren Patterson uh, finished her show at the Pleasant, standing on a bollard because the fire alarm uh, went off with ten minutes to go." I remember yeah. um, Garrett Millerick, friend of the show, Garrett Millerick. Mm -hmm. um, I was watching his show at the Pleasant's a few years back, and same thing happened. Alarm went off, but it was like yeah. ten minutes in. Oh. Right at the start, and he um it had already happened three times during the run. Shit. And so this time he was like ready. You would when think they'd off. have it at a different time, but I they're not planning it, are they? It's they're like, no, they're not planning it. It's always a, an stupid. accident. Um, but he but because of this, because of that, it went off and he goes, This is the fourth time this has happened. You're gonna follow me. There's a parking lot right next to the the courtyard. We're gonna do the show out there. And so he just marched us all out there. We just took a seat in the parking lot. Some people came to their windows in the apartment and watched the show. It was really nice. That's amazing. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. That's so good. That's a nice thing about the fringe. That's pretty. Yeah. I will say, I I left Lauren's show um, mm. and I was a bit gutted I missed the end of it. But what did end up happening mm -hmm. was I ran into a couple of uh, Irish comedians who I only kind of just knew, like I'd only kind of met them a couple of times and uh, they said they were going to get food and they invited me along and I ended up spending the next few hours with them and it was really, really nice like getting to know them and um, one of them especially has been pretty uh, 
influential in my comedy career i would say uh just meeting her was one of those turning point moments you know um you know yeah there's like certain people that you encounter in the industry as you go along that maybe change how you feel about something or Mm. just yeah and she was just one of those people that do you know what it was actually this is it's a weird thing to say but it was my first encounter with really getting to know female comics. Really? How long had you been going? About a year. Damn. About Do you think that's because you were in Edinburgh and the scene's not very big? or But you have like Amy no, Matthews this was, up there. This and... was when I was in court. This is still in Ireland. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was one of, I was one of five female comics in the south of Ireland. Oof. not even just cork not even just cork um yeah. like well i'm talking like cork Kerry, um maybe wexford and waterford but there just wasn't comedy scenes there yeah. uh there was maybe a couple of others from limerick upwards but yeah i was one of five um three of which had young children okay and one of which lived down in Kerry, she was actually an asylum seeker, and so she was pretty tied in. Like, she couldn't really travel and do stuff very much. She was a bit mm. stuck that way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and so I was, I for a long time, I was the only uh, stand-up, female stand-up out of Cork that travelled up through the country. Mm. Um, so kind of um, just didn't, and, and I, like, they were nice women. I, I just never got to know them very well because they weren't they weren't at the open mics. They weren't really doing that much. Um, yeah, you got to build that sense of community. It's hard. Yeah, and so I was just hanging out with guys for the first year that I was doing comedy, and I realized only upon meeting that comic that I was saying uh, uh, she's great. I can probably say her name. Anya Gallagher was her name. Um, yeah, I can't imagine why you wouldn't. You, you've only been saying nice things about her. Yeah, I've only been saying nice things. I, I don't know. You, yeah. you know how sometimes you're not sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she's just she's uh, amazing stand up. Um, and uh, meeting her was just like a a big kind of turning point. Really, she because she was just so nice and kind of welcoming and and mm. invited me into a few other things. She was the person who got me to do Bright Club. I don't know if you know what Bright Club is. I've heard um, of it. Yeah, so they basically do academic comedy. That's um, the so one they, that's on YouTube. Yeah, that's yeah. the one that's on YouTube. And they yeah. get um, academics to come and do stand-up sets, but they get comedians to perform at it as well to sort of up the uh, energy of the night, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I got the opportunity to do that a couple of times because of her. Nice. Um, and it just, yeah, it gave me like the beginnings of uh, getting to know the female Irish stand-up scene, um, mm. which is really so crucial when you consider the state of the Irish stand-up scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for anyone, for anyone new to the show, it's a bunch of monsters. It's a bunch of big rapey monsters. Top to um, monsters. Yeah. Um, and so they were they were essentially the the group then that got together last year and started forming. Um uh, actually I probably should have kind of plugged this at, by now on the show, the a group called the Comedy Safety Standards. You have um, plugged that before. I have, yeah, I have, have said yeah. that before. Yeah, yeah. Um I couldn't remember then all of a sudden. 
but yeah, they have a, there's a website. I was involved in the early days and I kind of took a step back. So it was just a bit heavy for me at the time, mm. but, um, comedy safety standards, they have a website, they're on Twitter. I think they're on Instagram. Yeah, they're on Instagram. Um, but they're still kind of pulling together a few things. Tommy Tiernan's good. Tommy Tiernan's all good. <laughs> um, but some of the rest of them. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so that was just kind of a cool... It was a cool thing that came out of missing Lauren's show, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, um, it's... Comedy's like... Comedy's such a weird... Shut up! Um, <laughs> comedy is such a weird uh, thing in that it's very uh, lonely and mm-hmm. it's very much DIY and no one will help you and then it's yeah. also a community and people absolutely will help you and will give you all the advice that you need but it it's never both at the same time you can't yeah. it's like you, the it's a, a um, one of the words I'm looking for um, I don't know it's either full or empty you get these periods yeah. where you've got a great community and everything's going great. And then for whatever reason, people get more busy or people move or whatever, have people stop doing mm. stand up a lot. Um, and then you lose that and then you're on your own. You're trying to figure it out again. You're in the morass and then, and then you come out and it's like, Oh, this is great again. But um, yeah. people don't talk about that part often enough. I think yeah. where often you can just sit at a diner or something with a comic and they will literally advance your career over that hour yeah. Even if they don't call anyone for you, just by what they've told you, all yeah. the information that you get, and then feeling like you have a friend, famine or feast. Thank you so much, Kimmers. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Um, I feel like people on the podcast are just like, it's famine or feast, you fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I wish I wish that part was more discussed because it is uh it's pretty wonderful. It's pretty great how comics will come out and help you as well as yeah. absolutely dance on your grave. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a it's a business of extremes, um, mm. very very much so, uh, and it it is a lonely one. I think mm. you um, haven't even done the road yet. Oh baby, oh yeah. Man, when I'm <laughs> in those hotels. I haven't seen my wife in two weeks. Damn. How are my friends? They're doing the same thing in other cities. We're all just being alone on this cycle as we go around the island. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) It's pretty great. It's pretty great. Yeah. We'll see. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who knows if I'll even get to that point. You have to want to. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like no one accidentally ends up doing that. You end up. It's a lot of work. That goes into being that alone mm. for that long. Uh, yeah. So yeah, no one, no one accidentally ends up that way, and a lot of people avoid it um, for a very good reason. You know, it's not for everyone. I really like it. Uh, that's how uh, I wanted to live when I was a kid. I wanted to be a road comic. That was. I didn't even see myself right. in theaters or on TV or anything. I saw myself doing headlining comedy clubs and traveling around and doing that and just telling jokes. That's all I wanted. Um, I'd like a little more now, obviously, but as a kid, that was yeah. like, wow, what a fucking incredible way to live. So, so you wanted to be a comic from. Oh, one of us froze. Like from when you were a kid. Yeah. From when I was like six. Who's freezing? Is it me or, or Chris? <laughs> Someone's frozen. I got your question though. So, okay. Um, yeah, I've wanted to be a comic my whole life. 
That's insane. I fucking love it. I've always yeah. loved it. It was a. Uh, it was one of the few. Ashley oh, is me. the freezer. Oh. Um. Okay, this time. Yeah, it was a. Uh, uh, I remember watching comics when I was a kid and just realizing that it was like, oh, that's. That feels like you get to do whatever you want. <laughs> and that appeals to me very much. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I just fell in love with it. I love the way that they thought. They were some of the first people um, that uh, made sense to me, which is insane. Um, just the way that they were looking at things. Because I, I always okay. had to explain myself twice whenever I talk to people. Um, mm -hmm. Because they would go... What do you see? And I go this, and they go what? I'd be like, well, this is this, 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 and this. And it wasn't because I was smarter than them; it's just I'm weirdo, so I just see things wrong, which helps okay. a lot with stand up. Um, and so, uh, so when comics were doing it, I was like, oh, you see things wrong the way I see things wrong. That feels good. I like that. Oh. And uh, yeah, loved it. And so it was like, yeah, I was one of the. I think one of the first things that I stole off Napster was Eddie Murphy's comedy specials. Right. And like I knew Delirious by heart. I knew every pause, let alone every wow. word. I knew, I knew <laughs> that whole thing. Uh, yeah. And then when I moved to Cork, it was all like Billy Connolly and Bill Hicks and um, Eddie Izzard. And we just, because I was in the stock room, so we just play that all the time. Did you go to any comedy in Cork? I saw Tommy Tiernan at the one that's in the back of a pub. Uh, or at least that's how I remember it. I mean, this was going on 20 years ago. I don't know what venue that could be. I don't know, but it was great. It was definitely in the back of a pub because my Was friend, it City Limits? I don't know. Maybe. It was 20 years okay. ago. But it was like my friend was uh, who I was staying at the hostel called Sheila's um, in Cork, and uh, okay. which is like up the hill. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. Sheila's. It yeah, probably I, was city limits then. Yeah, maybe. Was it close to Sheila's? I don't. I honestly don't remember. Okay. I just remember getting a call from from a friend of mine that had been at the hostel. I was the only one that stayed the whole time I was there because I just really liked meeting people, okay. uh, and I knew I wouldn't stay long. So I was like, why would I get a why would I get an apartment? And um, one of them ended up being a bouncer at whatever this club was bar, Ooh. and he was like, I know you love stand up. This guy was on last night, and he's going to be your new favorite thing. So come down. It ended up being Tommy Tiernan, and he tore the goddamn roof off. Like it was yeah. it, one of the best things I've ever seen. It was amazing. I love Tommy Tiernan so mm. much. I really do. He's remarkable. Yeah. I listened to a very nice interview with him on Adam Buxton's podcast that I absolutely recommend. Oh, that's cool. It's wonderful. That's very cool. Yeah. My, he uh, he does a podcast. Um, with uh, Hector O'Hogan and a woman called Lorita Blewett. Those um, sound like cartoon characters, but fine. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I was in my mind. I was like, if John was here, he'd ma he'd make a crack about their names. But they are ridiculous names. <laughs> they are. <laughs> um. So he does a podcast with the two of them in his shed, and he started doing it in lockdown and. Um, he does it on a weekly basis and mm. my mum is convinced that our show is exactly the same as that show. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's exactly the same. But Two like guys and a woman just yeah. pooping, just poop, <laughs> just talking shit. 
basically. Um, because yeah. they they they're pretty much doing the same thing. They don't format it. They just go in and have a chat. Mm. Um, they don't have a live audience. They're not doing anything video wise, but it's essentially the same. And my parents are Patreons of that, um, <laughs> which I was I I found quite funny because I was telling mom that we were you know we'd set up a Patreon and stuff, and she was like, oh I I because I was expecting her to not know what Patreon was, and she was like, oh no, I'm a Patreon of Tommy Tiernan's podcast. <laughs> That's yeah, but I mean, it's essentially the same thing. Um, My dad has no idea what Patreon is, and I've yeah. stopped trying to explain it. Uh, <laughs> not doing it anymore. Mm. He's had his shot. <laughs> not explaining what Twitch um, is, not explaining what Patreon is. I can barely explain what the podcast is. The closest I've got God. is on demand talk radio. That's as close as I've been able to come. <laughs> Doesn't understand oh, it. Oh, bless. Isn't interested in learning. Uh, my dad has seen my stand-up. He cares for some of it. Uh, not all of some it. Some of it. Some of it. Okay. Yeah. He likes some the smart jokes. He doesn't like That's the fair. sex jokes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not, a, not a fan for a guy that um, was in the Navy for I... fucking 16 years. That dude cannot take a cussing. <laughs> it's improper, Christopher. Um, Literally, what he would say. Yeah, <laughs> I think we might be on a delay. I think we are, and yep. I don't know which one of us it is. I think it's you because after I say something, there's a long pause, and then you react. Okay, I will leave and come back. Okay. Well, hello. It's just me. Um, yeah, to answer, that is uh, that is what it is, to be fair. Yeah. The smart sex jokes, as long as there's nothing graphic in it, he's fine with it. He's okay with it. But he just he just doesn't like it. He stormed out of the room when we watched Reservoir Dogs because there was too much swearing. He really hates it. He can't stand it. And fair enough. I remember my mom was the opposite. Uh, my mom... <laughs> My mom and dad came and see me um, in Copenhagen. They were visiting Irish family because my mom's from Dublin. And so they were like, Copenhagen's really close. Chris is doing a show. So they came out with my aunt and uncle. And uh, we spent a few days there uh, during the Zulu Comedy Festival. And uh, my, my, uh, uh, I had a joke about how it's, uh, if you're a man, it's your responsibility to make a woman come. And I remember I used to say... Uh, I think that if you've been dating a woman for two months and you still haven't made her come, she should legally be allowed to make you sit, watch, and take notes while professional fucks her properly. And there were these two uh, young women, maybe in like their early 20s, that would like scream laughing at that. Um, hey, and we're back. Um, and, uh, uh, oh, King Geo, I am now 30 minutes away from John, uh, getting way out in the stick signals, so I'm going to have to say goodbye. Take care, Joe. Have an amazing Bye. weekend. We look um, forward to give stories. Give a hug from us. Take please. care of our boy. Find him. We need him. You too, Milliam. Um, but yeah, so I had. Oh, so I was. I was just telling the 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 uh, the chat that I um, my parents came out to see me one time. They were visiting family in uh, Ireland, and uh -huh. uh, I was doing a festival in Copenhagen. So they're like, "Okay, well, let's go see Chris in Copenhagen. We'll spend a couple days in the city." Because be nice. Copenhagen and Ireland are so close together. <laughs> I mean, compared to Canada, no joke, the closest two cities in the world. Yeah. They are. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, 
it is a third of the distance from Dublin to Copenhagen that it is from Vancouver to the closest big city. Wow. Canada's fucking wow. huge. Yeah. It's huge. Oh my god. Um wow. and <laughs> So they, okay, it's so, apparently two hours on a flight, which is uh, less time than it would take to get one from one end of Ireland to another. So I guess that's fair. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, uh, Europe's a whole other fucking level. But um, but mm -hmm. yes, yeah, so they came out, and I, I used to do this show where I talked about how it was a um, it was your duty to make a woman come. If you're sleeping with a woman, oh. you gotta make her come. It's important. God. And the line was, if you've been with a woman for two months and she, you still haven't made her come, she should legally be allowed to make you sit, watch, and take notes while professional fucks her properly. And <laughs> you said that in front of your folks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And worse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and oh, there were these God. there were these two um uh young women like early 20s in the front row that were like scream laughing at that. Like they loved it. Mm -hmm. And my mom was sitting right behind them and she loved how much they loved it. Okay. Dad didn't like it at all. Oh. <laughs> it was, but I remember afterwards, mom was like, that was really cool that you said that and those girls loved it like that. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that's what I that's what I do. And she's like, I like that very much. That's very. Oh, so that's she could so sort of nice. see beyond it, which was nice. But that's yeah, dad. So nice. Yeah, I wish. See, Moody says, were your parents nodding at it? I wish my mom had just like nudged my dad and been like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. I will not have my parents come see me. It's not going to happen. Um, Sometimes they don't have a choice. Sometimes they just show up. No. No? I sat them down and I, before I even started doing stand-up, I sat them down and I said, I want to do this and I want mm -hmm. you to never come see me and I need you to be okay with that. And they okay. were like, okay, we're not really, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Is that why? Um, is that part of why you don't have videos up? It it is actually yeah. yeah um it is part of it and uh, I also kind of just never put videos up mm. <laughs> um I think I think I thought th there is that little bit of a thing of when you put something online you then have to retire that bit to some no. degree no um, no <laughs> if you if you do it on. Yeah. What happens when you get a big Netflix special? Well, there's a very good chance my parents will probably just watch it without um, consulting me, but I will mm, probably yeah. ask them not to. Um, but of course they And if you they know do watch they it, I will tell them that they're not allowed to talk to me about it. So Okay. Well, I mean, by the time you've got a Netflix special, you might feel a little no, looser about it. I probably won't. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Patty um, said every time a plane goes by he keeps thinking my house is being 9-11 <laughs> it's so close um, we're right on the flight path it's the worst okay. I think my dad my dad moved here um, in the middle of COVID and so there were no flights and so he's like oh it's so peaceful now everything's coming back and we're like there's a lot of flights oh, and a lot oh of dear flights. Yeah. Oh. but also I have the windows wide open and in winter that, just, that won't be the case but um, um, yeah you can I didn't, in to go back to kind of, you were saying that you had wanted to be a stand-up since you were a kid. Mm. I, I only started seeing stand-up when I was a teenager. Mm. Um, 
because out in rural Ireland, there just it just isn't a thing, you know. Just mm. there isn't that much going on around you, and um, there's comedians on TV, but it's pretty much only in the form of panel shows. Mm. Um, you know, the the panel being one of them that was on a little bit, and I sort of liked that, and I sort of started getting into that a little bit. Um, but the first stand up I actually saw was. Or the first, not live, but the first stand-up I started watching was Lee Evans. Amazing. Um, Me too. Yeah. yeah. He ju- he was just, he was something else. And I just, I remember I had his, I had two of his DVDs. Yeah. Uh, which I still have. I still have them. And one of them is the, I think it's the O2 was the one I watched and watched and watched and watched and okay. watched. And I, like, I would just watch it on repeat every night pretty much mm-hmm. um and i just i remember being so struck with how he was able to tell a joke with a face movement like yeah the the slightest face movement was a whole joke yeah 100 percent. you know he he was just insane and yeah, I was really, really into him, really liked him. Um, and then I sort of started to find out some of the more Irish ones, Tommy Tiernan. Um, Neil Delamere became a really big fan of Neil Delamere. I think I saw okay. it went... I, he was the first person I wanted to go and see live. So the first stand-up show that I ever saw was uh, a gift from my parents for my 18th birthday um, for... Uh, there was a a mini festival on in Killarney, mm. which was two hours away from where I lived. Nice. Uh, so, but we went and stayed in a hotel, and we went to. It wasn't with my parents; it was a fr- with a friend from school. That's where Patty we is. You're in Killarney. Patty's oh in gosh. Killarney. Um, I forget what the hotel it was, but it was the the big one. I don't okay. know, the the big main hotel where they host. They, it was a Comedy <laughs> Central <laughs> event. <laughs> um, it was a Comedy Central event, weirdly, which doesn't okay. really do very much in Ireland, but it's that it says Comedy Central on the ticket. Yeah, it was at the INEC, uh, the Glen Eagle Hotel, um, and it was Neil Delamere headlining. I think it was Colin Murphy hosting. Carl Spain, nice. Garrod Farrelly. Eleanor nice. Tiernan. Yeah. Uh, Love Eleanor so much. Oh, she's great. Um, but basically what happened was uh, we went and there was meant to be only four acts on the night that we saw, but Neil Delamere was actually sick. He got quite wet, unwell. And so they basically they had all the acts that were supposed to be on the following night. They were all, they all happened to be there the night before just Mm. to hang out. Um, And they said, we're going to let Neil do a shorter time, but you guys are all going to come on now. So basically they had (laughs) eight acts on instead of four. Okay. Um, I got to see all eight of them and I, Oh, Fred Cook was on that as well. I think Andrew Maxwell was too. Nice. Um, So it was really like cool lineup. Yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of cool because I still have the ticket with some of their names on it, and I'm like, I've performed with m- most of these now. Yeah, that's is, a really cool feeling. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Garrod is such a sweetheart. I love Garrod Farley so much. Um, By the way, uh, podcast listeners, I want you to play a game right now. Try to spell Garrod in your head. Just guess. 
<laughs> just guess. In five minutes, I'll come back with the answer. You're wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's Irish for Jared. Um, you wouldn't guess it. Not from looking at it. Uh, <laughs> yes, you would. It's so... Okay. I've grown up with the Irish language and I need to remember that. Um, <laughs> it makes sense to me. Um so yeah it was that was my first soiree into comedy really and mm. then when I went to university for the first time which was shortly after that gig mm. um the first time I went to university was when I tried to do applied physics in the University of Limerick so yeah. like that's where I thought I was going I thought I was gonna do physics I at the time I wanted to be a formula one test engineer mm -hmm. um and so that's where I thought I was going with my life and uh <laughs> I went to the clubs and societies fair mm -hmm. and this group of guys surrounded me as i was walking around they just like came right up onto me and just started saying do you want to join comedy society do you want to join comedy society god we're so fucking needy <laughs> oh i hate us so much and they thought i think they thought they were being so funny they had like planned oh. it and it was like so funny especially because i'm still such friends with all of them oh really but i kind of just love that that was okay <laughs> something fair enough happened. i wasn't there if it worked it worked that sounds like a nightmare do you know what the only like reason worked. i think it worked was because i thought they were saying do you want to join camping society <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's much better. A group of dudes surrounds you in a hall and is like, you want to well, go to the woods? You want to come yeah, out to the woods so with us? Yeah, so that's kind of what I, st I stopped them. I was like, what? Well, are you are you saying camping society? And they were like, no, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and so then comedy society seemed kind of better. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, was just, it was so funny. And then I went along to their little... They just kind of they laughed at me thinking it was camping and then I ended up chatting to them and they invited me along to the uh, meeting, the first AGM or whatever. And that was kind of it. Like I got mm. so into it. But going to see them start doing their little kind of they were starting to do club. Uh, cl um, what am I saying? Were you about to say little skits? No, no. Were you about to like? No, I like wasn't saying every comedian's skits. mom. How are your little skits? How are your... <laughs> no, that's not what I was gonna say. I was gonna say the the society gigs. Um, so they were organizing like comedy society shows, um, and they actually they used to do really nice ones in a a pub in Limerick called the Blind Pig. Really mm. nice little pub in Limerick. Um, and we used to go in there and I sort of got into like organizing the gigs with them because they all wanted to be on the gigs. Yeah. I got really into organizing them. Um, but it was the first time I realized, oh, this is something you can learn to do. Yeah. Before that, I was just some I just watched it on TV and I just it didn't register with me that you could do it. Mm. <laughs> You know, and, and when I started seeing these little gigs um, and, and, you know, they're obviously because they're obviously just all people who are starting comedy, who are learning comedy. Yeah. Um, and it was the first time I went, oh, OK, this is something I can learn to do. And so my actual first gig <laughs> was one of these society gigs, but I don't really count it as my first gig because there was nobody in the room. 
and I hadn't written anything and it was one of these things where they had kind of badly organized this gig and they just went we need some people to come up and so in like a oh really God. stressful few minutes I wrote out some thoughts on a piece on a on the back of a receipt and I got up and I just kind of said them mm. and then I didn't do it again for six years yeah <laughs> cool um <laughs> And I, but at the time, I, I, I remember just thinking I didn't really want to do it because I didn't want to be a female comic. Well, yeah, I mean they're notoriously unfunny, right? That's yeah. no one wants to be unfunny. Well, every everything, I think everything I had seen up until that point was just a bit like I could only see women having to justify themselves on stage. Yeah. And it was only in the kind of five years that followed that that I I noticed a shift. Mm. Now, again, I was in rural Ireland, so it was probably just taking a little bit longer to get there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're about seven you years know, behind. That's... So, yeah, approximately. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we were one of the last people in the world to have dial-up because uh, other lesser-off countries didn't even get to dial up they just got skipped and got straight onto like broadband internet <laughs> um and so uh you know we just we had dial up until so late um, <laughs> i can still hear that sound as soon as you said dial up i know exactly the sound that goes yeah. on the receiver when you pull up the phone I, uh -huh. yeah. ouch <laughs> um <laughs> um so yeah uh, it was only when I went to the Cat Laughs Festival about six years later and I saw Alison Spittle, mm -hmm. Joanne McNally and Ashling B. And I went, that's that, that yeah. I could be like that. That's something interesting. That's yeah. fun. They're fucking comedians and they're like, yeah. nobody's telling them otherwise. And honestly, you know, I had seen Eleanor um, at that gig and she was the only woman on a lineup of eight mm -hmm. um, which is you know standard you still get that I guess yep um, as long as John's but... got anything to do with it <laughs> the next time I saw her it was just it was such a different experience hmm. um, such a different experience and then you know I've kind of gotten to meet her a few times and chat with her a bit and she mm. she actually stayed with me one time um i'd forgotten about that um but yeah just to totally different experience seeing her and she she did my show in 2019 and i think one of the nights that she did my show might have been the best performance i saw that fringe nice she it was she every you know sometimes you see somebody where everything yeah. hits yeah they're in the everything zone hits. the audience is in the right spot for there's it. like a yeah. spark in the room or something and she yeah. said she had this one bit of material and i don't remember what the joke was but she had a bit of material about fairy lights and it was just fucking brilliant <laughs> yeah she's amazing she, a friend of mine still quotes her bit about hand dryers <laughs> all the time He's like, oh, who was that Irish woman that you had on the show? Because I used to book a new material night for a little while at my uh -huh. friend's pub. <coughs> she came on. She was still working that bit out. And she was like, my friend was howling. 
and he's just like, I can't, I can't wash my hands without thinking of her. She's so funny. <laughs> I was like, why can't you remember her name? He's like, I'm bad with names. You know that. <laughs> I don't. What's her handwriting? Oh, he's like, she goes. Uh, I think, I think that when, uh, when we, when we look back on this. On this time, what we'll truly remember it as is a, a golden age of hand dryers. Yes, who, I have heard that. Who could have guessed that the uh, the solution was more air? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have seen that bit. And I it goes remember... into mortality with the bones on your hand. It's so funny. It's a fucking <laughs> yeah. great bit. I think, guy, if you want to watch it, it's on. Um, she did it at, during, I think, the Melbourne Gala. So you can find it on okay. YouTube. Look up Eleanor Tiernan and Melbourne. Yeah, it's such up. a good joke. Um, I remember Neil Delamere having a bit about the Dyson hand dryers. You know the mm. ones that you put your hands into, which are a bit defunct now. Like a pe people have proved that they're actually they just spit the bacteria back onto your hands. Mm -hmm. um, but you know. <laughs> I remember thinking this was the funniest joke I'd ever heard. <laughs> Shouldn't your hands already be clean by the time they're in that dryer? Shouldn't there not be the bacteria yeah, but, left? Isn't that the whole point? Is that but because it, they're not cleaned properly, they, yeah. they just get dusty and dirty and they just oh, don't. Okay. Because you're putting them into a contained little airspace thing, you're just getting other people's mm. bacteria back on your hands. Gotcha. Um, but... I remember they were pretty new at the time. And I think this might have actually been at that first gig I went to. Mm. But he did this joke. And it was about how those um, hand dryers kind of look, they're kind of shaped like boobs. The, okay. yeah. the bits that you put your oh. hands into, right? Yeah. They're kind of shaped like boobs. And he said that he started laughing in a bathroom once because he thought about a woman putting her boobs into the, <laughs> the hand dryer. That's and funny. Then he, it's, it's really funny. That's funny. But then, yeah. <laughs> but then he tell he keeps going with the story where he said he he had had a female friend that he obviously trusted enough to tell this thought to. Mm -hmm. oh, and she said, I'm, good night, cameras. <laughs> So the female friend, when he told her this this thought he'd had, she was just like, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> and she went into the bathroom and he apparently just heard, we're getting raided. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're getting raided. Anatomical oh, bomb. Anatomical Thank you so bomb. much for raiding the stream. Welcome, raiders. It's time for a raid video. Here Welcome we in. go. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream with John and Chris and Ashley. Stick around and give us a follow. You are awesome. Welcome, writers. Welcome in. We're just telling a story about what might happen if a person was to put their boobs into a Dyson Airblade hand dryer. <laughs> Perfect timing, guys. Thank you so much for the follow. Anatomical bomb. And thank, bomb. Thank you. Thank you for the raid. What sent you over if you weren't following? Yeah, how did you find us? Do let us know. Goat Harasser, great name. Welcome in. Oh, thank you for the follow, um, Goat Harasser. Nuka Boy 2003, thank you for the follow. Uh, I always thought of somebody drunkenly using a Dyson Airblade as a urinal and the piss flying everywhere. Yeah, yeah I've thought of that. <laughs> I've thought of that a bunch of times. Yeah. 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 Um, 
so what happened was his his female friend goes into the bathroom and he just hears her laughing her ass off (laughs) and she comes back out and he's like well what happened and she was like well i put them in and the air came on and they just went well i don't know how to you gotta you gotta stand up a little bit. We can't see you where you're at. You gotta stand are. up a little bit. Yeah. And she's like, they just went like that. <laughs> they just, <laughs> just pushed right out of the out. way. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think that's the funniest idea. I and pictured I... like a brrr, but no. no, just full evacuation. <laughs> We're out of here. <laughs> and I just I've always like okay i'm not um very chesty i don't have big boobs and i've never really had a problem with that except for not being able to test that out (laughs) (laughs) already user thank you so much thank you so much for guiding the raid over here you're the best much obliged um guys this is essentially a live podcast so um we record this sundays to thursdays 10 o'clock to midnight if you're in the uk uh if you're where chris is i don't know what time it is but i don't know other it is times. three in the afternoon i'm on the west coast of canada okay three in the afternoon right now mm, it's so wow. civilized i'm drinking tea it's a fucking beautiful day i'm gonna go for a walk after this i got three hours for dinner I can't even go for walks. <laughs> Thank you for the follow, uh, Mr. Tonk. Welcome to the Troggies. Welcome in. Um, so yeah, we do this show Sundays, Thursdays, and uh, we also Thank you, Turn Gas. Turn Gas. Thank you for the follow. Radiant, Radiant User. Thank you for subscribing. Radiant user. That's it. Not Radiant Toozer, as John calls them. <laughs> <laughs> it's Radiant No, user. but that's what I just did as well. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kirsten got a gift sub. Kirsten, thank you so much. You're oh, so Kirsten, wonderful. Thank you. Uh, Dungeon Demon, Demon. Thank you for the sub. Or is that unfor- gift? Okay. So because of the way StreamYard works is we don't know if anyone was gifted. Yeah. We get um uh we just get that someone's up. So if someone's gifting, Kirsten, you're wonderful. If you're buying thank it, you. you're wonderful too. Everybody who's doing anything with subs is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And follows um, and just chatting. Just chatting, exactly. Um that I sucks. I really want to do. Say. I really want to do that now. I've thought a number of times about putting my dick in that thing, but it's just a little too high. It's just too high. It's you a can't little get too high. Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> get, bring a step ladder someday. But even um, then, like, what do you lean on? And you got to sort of like squat yeah. over it. You almost have to lower your dick and balls into <laughs> the middle of it and hope for the best, I guess. Hope and it's also dangerous best. because balls it's are so dangerous. sensitive that like, as that soon seems... as that hits, yeah. ow, ow. That, it does seem like something that's going to hurt in some way. Um, Go to the smaller ones. That feels like an attack, Nuka Boy. That feels like an attack. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why we're doing that. Uh, um, there's a real risk of ball slapping, and that is, I worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'm going to do it. One day I'm just going to not care anymore, and someone's going to walk into the men's room, and I'm going to be lowering <laughs> myself into a Dyson Airblade. And they're going to go to leave and I'll be like, no, 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 no. You're going to want to see this. <laughs> Don't act like you haven't thought about it. Be with Is me in this that, moment. That, that, I, yeah, that's definitely a form of public indecency. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Goat harasser, witness me. 
<laughs> I also might need somebody to call an ambulance. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're new to the show, um, we also have uh, the episodes go out on Spotify, on YouTube, and we have a Patreon if you feel like checking that out as well. We got it all. Get- we got it all. Uh, not just Spotify. Podcasts is everywhere you listen to podcasts. Wherever, uh, so, yeah, I I say Spotify because I just don't I don't have an expansive enough view of the world. They're all out mm-hmm. there. Castbox, you know, Cast if you want to go indie, Amazon Music, Amazon Music, I know we're on Stitcher. Apple, Stitcher, we're on Stitcher, we're on all that stuff, man. I don't know how to read the insights on the podcast thing. Uh, I went in to have a look the other day, and it was just like this doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Uh, it's fine. It's not that part has nothing to do with us. That's okay. that's already that's done. That's finished. Okay. That's people laughing at your YouTube videos. It's over. You can't do anything. It's already been put cool. out. Um, honestly, C Mooney, I feel like uh, C Mooney said honestly, officer, you'll want to stick around for this. And this is in reference <laughs> yeah. to me lowering myself into an airblade. Um, I I think a cop would be like, you know what? Doesn't look illegal to me. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I've had a shitty night. I could really use watching a guy lower his cock and balls into a Dyson Airblade. That would really actually, that would get me through the rest of the evening. It's New Year's Eve. Uh, it's been terrible. That's, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. You want pocket casts? That's Patty, so I feel like that's year. a joke. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I love I love all that shit. I miss, um, I haven't done any like mischief in so long. Aside from like fucking with you with movies, I haven't done mischief in so long. Yeah. And I can't wait. I can't wait to get back out there. You know? I know. I'm really, I'm so torn between being like, COVID is still here. I still have to be really careful. I had a little bit of fun in August, but I should probably, you know, the numbers are probably going up and I don't really want to get COVID. Like my brain is just Spinning with anxiety, and on the other side, I'm just like, I really want to go get drunk and dance and like be stupid and yeah. Uh, it's so frustrating. I want to I want to go to a bar and tell lies to strangers that they're not sure how they feel about. <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite things in the world. I remember what I was doing kind a- of like I was doing a, I was doing a show at a university in Kent. It was with Christopher MacArthur Boyd and Tom Lucy. Okay. And it was so fun. It was a really, it was a really fun show. Lying to people online isn't the same because you don't get the eye contact, Nuka Boy. You gotta, you gotta look, you gotta see the indecision on their face as they decide where to you go with this it, conversation. You get it when you dick around with me with films, but. It's not yeah, but but I can see your face, so that's yeah. not you know. But it's it's and it's still it's not the same because I want you to be in on it. You just aren't. <laughs> so yeah. that's, um, but the uh, but yeah, these kids like these kids just asked. They're like, oh, what part of America are you from? And I was like, I don't feel like correcting anyone. And uh, 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 Texas was in the news for something horrific okay. that they'd done recently, and I just went Texas, <laughs> and they all went, well, and they're like, well, what do you think? <laughs> I was like, it's fucking great there, man. It's amazing. You got any questions? I'll answer all your questions. And just the further they went, I was like, no, it's awesome. We're having everyone so nice. I mean, not if you're black, obviously, but everyone else, they're so nice to us. And because it was like people that A, had never left the UK, uh, Mm -hmm. B, had only heard horrific things about Texas because it's basically a cartoon now. Um, And uh, uh, C, like, had... They're at that age where they they feel very socially progressive, but they haven't had to put the work in to know 
what it means. Okay. So it's all still in theory, you know? <clears throat> right. Uh, and so that's a very fun time to fuck with people because mm -hmm. they have very deeply held beliefs that are based on nothing. It's just theory. <laughs> There's no practical use. So they can't defend themselves. So I wasn't like backing. I wasn't saying anything hateful. I was still maintaining like all my beliefs. Uh huh. But I just got to frame it in a fun Texas way <laughs> and just watch them squirm for an hour. That's they were so, so uncomfortable. And I just like doing that. It's just they have a fun time. They're not upset. I'm not pissing anyone off. I, I just am tell too, fun I'm little lies. I am too serious. Like, I, I, I've never been able to do that sort of sort of thing. My brother mm. likes to do that sort of thing. My brother's a real jokester, as <laughs> it were. Um, yeah, which just is, calling him a which is, jokester isn't doing anything for your I'm too serious. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> However, it's appropriate for his sense of humor. Um, mm. <laughs> but my brother used to do that a lot when he he would um, go over to America to do he he would teach at sailing academies um, mm. in his summers during university, and he was teaching at sailing academies. So his clientele were spoiled rich kids that mm. just didn't know anything about the world and so he used to convince them of so many different things about ireland oh yeah like he yeah. fully fully convinced them that they that we didn't have cars that of course we went we went around on donkey and cart yeah and he's just like yeah i'm telling them this whilst i'm on my smartphone <laughs> yeah. oh yeah and they you won't know? blink and, but they fully believed it yeah 100 percent. yeah that's I used to tell people that I was on the Olympic curling team. Um, uh, I used to tell people that Paul Gross from Due South, you know that uh, Mountie show that we sometimes force you to watch the intros from? Uh -huh. He's my uncle. We're best friends. <laughs> I see him all the time. Uh, anytime someone knows someone from Canada, oh, I know her. Of course. I, yeah, Susie. She's great. She asks after you all the time. She's. I mean, you heard what happened though, right? That's like, that's great fun. That's, that's the so best. That's so bold. <laughs> it's just fun. It's just mischief. It's just fun and silly. See, Boomstickery said reality is interesting enough, but it's not fun. It's about the fun. <laughs> it's all, yeah, I miss, I really, really miss that. That's, um, yeah. and it, it looks like fucking BC is about to lock down again. So just as I get my apartment in Victoria, I'll just be alone in there. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, feeling it now i'm just sort of i had the fringe and that was really really nice but i i feel like i'm being forced back into a cage now that i actually did get out of oh really yeah yeah that's why i didn't and leave in the middle yeah because i knew i then i'd get mad yeah if i experienced that you can't go back in you can go in the one time and you can stay that's it Ugh. I really, I wasn't doing great though, and I think I did need it. Um, mm. But yeah, you kind of, I had such a nice time, but then you're kind of hit with this little bit of a, oh, I could have picked that up. I could, I could have gotten COVID so easily, mm. so many times there, and it just feels kind of feckless. Um, mm. But that just, I, it's just like, oh, another reason to be annoyed with yourself, and I have yeah. enough of those, you know? Yeah. And so I'm just really struggling with it a little bit. And I like I'm fucking lonely, you know. Uh, it's one of the reasons I love doing this show is that I just get mm. to talk to somebody every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
you know? Yep. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I'm just fucking sad. Yeah. <laughs> fucking sucks, man. Because yeah, even like, like I would go out and do shows or like eat or something. Mm-hmm. And you go in and everyone's masks and BC takes it super yeah. seriously. And they're yeah. checking vaccine passports at the door. They're doing it with ID. When you get in, and I've seen them turn people away, like they're not fucking wow. around. Um, after they check it, everybody has to sanitize their hands before they walk in. So you're not bringing wow. anything in. You got to wear your mask all the way. And then you sit down at the table. Everyone takes their masks off. And it's just like fucking before the pandemic. And you just hang out without your mask on for an hour and a half with in a room full of maskless people. And it's like, Ugh, this is so weird. So well-meaning. <laughs> this is so yeah. well-meaning. And you, this makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Nuka Boy 2003. There is a third person. John mm-hmm. Hastings is usually here, um, but we do this five days a week. Sometimes one or one of us is not able to make it. Yeah. Um, and he is currently at a festival of about five allegedly. guys. Allegedly, it's like a five guy <laughs> festival in the woods. Yeah. Uh, this is so. But <laughs> Nuka Boy, this is exactly the kind of lie I'm talking about. Oh yeah, of course I know Queen Liz. We we get drunk every Friday. That's and people will believe you. People will absolutely, specifically Americans will believe you. Yeah. But they and they want to believe that people know the Queen. Holy shit, yeah. they want to know that. <laughs> That's my favorite. I think I think my favorite thing about Americans is what they want to believe. Yeah. It's just so they they're so open to it. There's a guy out here called Rick Mercer who is like. Comedically, he's, he's fine. He's he's had a career that's 35 years, and you can't fuck with that. That's amazing. But, uh, but like, he used to do this thing just called Talking to Americans, which is shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> because he was like, he'd just go up, and he'd be like, what do you think about the uh, Canadian senior flow? And they're like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, well, you know, in Canada, once people hit the age of 65, we put them on an ice flow and just send them out to the ocean. Uh, and people are like, that is horrific. Oh my goodness, that is <laughs> That's so good. I thought you were so nice. People are so mad about it. The one where he goes, um, he goes, Can you just uh, uh where where can you just say uh Canada, congratulations on finally getting television? And they're like, Can't oh my god, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations, Canada. You got you did it. We've had it since the 30s. That's so funny. They just wanna they wanna believe that everyone is smaller and further behind than they are, <laughs> and that allows for the most fun. Wow. Um hi, my name is Ruin. Lies, he's off wanking at the botanical garden. That was yesterday. That was yeah, that was yesterday. <laughs> Full brass eye, but you don't even need Christopher Morris was a genius the way that he did it. You don't need to be a you can just do it. They'll just believe you. Americans are amazing. <laughs> just That's funny. Just show up. That's, I will I, always give Chris Morris more credit than um, Sasha Baron Cohen because he did it to British people who are naturally more skeptical. And Sasha <laughs> Baron Cohen does it to Americans, and that is the easiest group. <laughs> um, I've only been to America a handful of times when I was a child. Um, but I just distinctly <laughs> remember... What are you laughing at? That's Steve Mooney's thing. A guy I worked with... I, a guy I worked with worked out that he was around 250,000th in line to the throne. His line was, all it would take is one natural disaster and I'm king, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, non-cynical people freak me out. What blessed life have you lived? I know, right? I find that really stressful when I meet people who've just had 
really simple lives. But it's (laughs) not that. Like, people with horrific lives in North America have the most positive outlook. Oh, yeah, that's a different thing. It's just a different mindset. They're just... there are still people who have had kind of... The horizon represents hope as opposed to impending doom. It's all very sort of... The people who have God, and you kind of envy them for it in a weird way. Yeah, or a god, I guess. Whatever. A-god. Yeah. Well, it's, um, yeah. The, the American I, dream. The American god, dream I... is what gives them the the hope. Yeah. Is that idea that you can do it. You can always do yeah. it. Whereas in the UK, you don't have it because you have the class system. Um, not in Ireland, but like in because my shared experience is more England. Is mm-hmm. um, because the class system. You are who you are. Too fucking bad. Doesn't matter how much yeah. money you make. You're still working class and from Essex. Um, and even though that means nothing, it means everything to them. And so they're stuck. So they're. There's no sense of hope because you're locked in. It's a caste system. Whereas yeah. in North America, you got money, do what you want, man. Yeah, America has somehow, you know, has somehow bred this adaptive mindset. Uh, whereas Britain is is very much stuck in maladaptive process of mindsets. You know, hmm. just like that that yeah you're you're limited in your in your worldview of what you can achieve and what you can do and nothing good mm. will happen but also no. we'll survive all the bad things yeah uh, yeah <laughs> which is just the bleakest yeah. so there's so um, so we're getting some feedback on the american dream here it's like the american dream is being gullible the american dream is believing you're the next millionaire and waiting that one is uh that i can't remember who said it but he said um uh, America is full of poor people who believe that they they're just not a millionaire yet, and it will happen. That's why they vote. That's why they constantly vote against taxing yeah. the rich because they're like, when I'm rich though, I'm not going to want to pay that. Uh, wow. And it's it's a real like the secret mindset, but it's also um, you know something that can sort of happen in a way. You can't get Elon Musk rich. You have to have a father that was mining with child soldiers. Yeah for 30 years and then build off that. But uh, mm-hmm. you got to commit a crime. But if you want to make like enough money up until the nineties, you could do that. That was a yeah. real thing. That was a yeah. real thing. And it's only this generation that's growing up now. That's like, you can't, that's over. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're becoming cynical now and you're seeing it in the way that they're approaching causes and um, the sort of general nihilism that's a, a into because we had it in like the early 90s and mid 90s where nihilism was kind of cool but it wasn't it wasn't this there's now it's fucking nothing matters burn it down uh and so you know that's a hey jan bad thank you so much for the follow john bad thank you for the follow troggies but um but it's uh uh up until then you could fucking do it like i said when when i was born my parents my parents lived in a fucking trailer like I was, we were trash. Mm-hmm. We were trailer trash. And by the time I graduated, like they owned a house. Yeah, It wasn't a big house, but they owned a house and we lived in it. And that was pretty cool. For my graduation, they were able to give me a flight to France. Once I was there, mm-hmm. I had to fucking become a janitor to live. But they paid for my flight for my graduation present. You know, yeah, we were okay. Cool. But that shit is over. <laughs> Sorry, young people, your parents aren't even boomers. Ha ha, not like me. My dad's a boomer. Ha 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 I think His money my folks are the generation after boomers. Thank you for following Posey Liquor. Welcome to the Truggies. Welcome to the Truggies. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not entirely sure what part, what generation my parents sit on. Mm. 
When were they born? My dad was born in 1958. Okay. Yeah, so he's like uh, the nuclear family generation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And my mother was born in 1964. My my mom was as old as your dad, and my dad is older than your mom. Or my dad, yeah. Whatever one the oldest one in your family is, that's the youngest one in mine. And then my dad is older. My dad was born in 47. My dad's old as shit. Okay. My dad's best friend is is old now. He was born in 1944. And he... (laughs) See, if you were born at that point in Ireland, you are able to get a British passport. Oh, yeah. um, Which is just really weird. Complicated. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But he's never gotten it. Um, He he has American citizenship, I think. because he went and lived in America for so long. He used to be a cartoonist in New York. No way. He's like uh, design Your parents cartoons. are cool, man. Yeah. No, that's my dad's friend, not my dad. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, he was pretty cool. He's a funny man. Um, my mother said that the first time he met her, he just said to her, so tell me, my dear, are you a virgin? <laughs> in like a fun way or in a priest way? Oh no! In a in a fun way, like he okay, loves good. to stir shit. He's okay. so yeah. bold. Um, okay. So my mother used to tell me that story, and then the first time that I went to see him myself as an adult, he mm. asked me the same question. Of course, of course. <laughs> Consistency matters. Oh dear! And you were like, "Take a seat, take a seat, sir. I have some tales to tell." Oh no! I didn't tell him a thing. <laughs> Oh, I want to. I want to address. I want to address this real quick. Nuka boy, are we the trucks from Fallout Three? No, I don't know what that is. I've never played Fallout Three. No idea what that is. Ashley and I were trying to make up a new slur, uh, and we came up with troggies. Troggies (laughs) came out. Makes people don't like it, but we love it. And gradually, you learn to love it. You call somebody a troggy, like they're feeling offended, but they're not sure why. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're gonna have to think about it. They're gonna have some questions. Um, I'll be right back. I really have to go to the washroom, so I'll see you in a second. To the washroom. Is he in Victorian England? I got a pee, bitch. <laughs> yes, but to the washroom. <laughs> yeah, in Canada we don't in Canada we don't say toilet. It's very rude to say toilet, even though that's really? where we're heading. It's it's washroom or bathroom. Yeah. Or men's room. Though not men's room it's anymore. Because it's you all gender said neutral. Bathroom. Ones. bathroom is like the normal word. I don't Go know, pee. Now who's who's to say I'm <laughs> not peeing right now, Ashley? <laughs> yes, I'm going to the water closet. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, ask me anything. Go, go, chat, do your thing. Um, Trogs are cannibal humans in Fallout Pit. Okay. Um, So washroom is a Canadian term. I've never heard that before, ever. Oldest relative. Gosh, I don't know. Oldest living relative is my grandmother, I guess, because my dad's parents are dead yeah, my mother's mother is probably my oldest current relative. <laughs> what do you like on a burger? Oof. If it's a beef burger, uh, pretty much kind of the class. I don't really like cheese on a burger. That's my one. I don't. I don't really go for it. But otherwise, lettuce, tomato, cucumber, maybe a little bit of mayonnaise, maybe. Um, 
Yeah, that would be me on a beef burger. I love a chicken burger more so. And I actually, it's my birthday next Drop by the stream a lot. Drop by the stream on Tuesday. I read one of the comments that said a lot while I was saying things there. Um, Tuesday, it's my birthday. And uh, we'll be doing a who knows Ashley best quiz between John and Chris. I have some questions written. I'm going to be writing a few more before Tuesday. I'm going to have 28 questions because I'm turning 28. I don't know. That makes sense in my mind. Um, and so I've booked in to go to Buck's restaurant in Glasgow with a friend of mine for dinner because fucking yes. Fried chicken burger. And I think I usually go for some sort of I like a barbecue sauce or or I love a like an Asian slaw. So not like a coleslaw, but like a red cabbage carrot kind of slaw with them. Um, sort of mustardy flavors or something that's kind of good for me um or love a kind of a garlic mayo I'm fucking getting hungry now but yeah I'm looking forward to that and uh, they'll ask who's Ashley I hope not um we'll pick one an all expenses paid holiday in Cuba for a month or 15 minutes on the moon Cuba 100 percent wait what's going, going on to Cuba oh, so I was asked the to moon pick in a one. second what the moon in a second absolutely <gasps> that's insane no it no would question. be so so underwhelming no it's the moon ashley it's space it's, it's the moon space dust it's it's space dust and rocks you're in you outer don't even get to go outside you're in outer space you do you got a big fucking suit on it but the moon every every time the moon i was just telling no. you how much the moon means to me nah the moon nah. <laughs> it's, nah. it's Cuba for a month, please. To see the Earth from space? I have Ugh. no desire oh my to God. go to space. What? None? None. It scares None. me. Oh, my God. It terrifies me. I want to go it so bad. It absolutely terrifies me. I oh, have yeah. no desire at all. I don't even like I flying am... that much. Place it for twenty. Says, "What about the moon for a month?" <laughs> no, no, thank you. It is. Uh, that's one of the things I want to do most in the world is go into space. I would adore going that's into space. Insane. I want it. I want it so fucking bad. I'm so jealous of that stupid eighteen year old with his dumb rich dad. So that's you would. That's what you would do if you. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, I would go into you space. Have, you have unlimited money. That's what you want to do. You want to go to space. First. First. While okay. I was on my way to space place, I'd make sure that I'd have lawyers be like, just put all this in will to my wife, just in case. She might want to come. I don't think she would. I don't think she'd like to come. Um, but holy shit, do I ever want to go to the resort? I'm okay with that, so long as there's a pool. Genuinely, I want a pool so bad. I okay, want we a got pool in a my pool. Life. Okay, I, I see. I don't really care for pools. I think they're fine. I'll visit them, but I don't. I give me a warm ocean. I'm into it, but the pool and warm I get ocean. Yeah, 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 cold ocean, warm weather. <laughs> have you have you been in a warm ocean? Not really. Yeah, that's why. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much better. I 
I I would love a pool. Um, I think, you know, if I had unlimited money, I would just like a relatively small house. I I honestly, at the moment, I just want a house. It's yeah. like I I I want something that is mine to live in, that I can do what I want. That is like just literally all my own space. Yeah, yeah I can't like. It was never common. that big of a Every, dream oh, for yeah. me. I never really thought that I, well, it, it never seemed possible to me to, mm. to own property. And I always just thought, yeah, it's not that important to me anymore. And yeah. in the past couple of years, I'm just like, I, it's my only dream. Like, mm -hmm. I don't even need anyone in that house with me. The family and kids is not my dream. Yeah. A house is my dream. Like, yeah. <laughs> just a place that you can close the door to the world. Yeah. Yep. And but it's mine. Yeah. I can't stress how much I want that so badly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um I still don't think it's possible, but you know, I'm gonna try my best to make it possible. Um so I want a house. I want so bleak, goat harasser. So true, so bleak. Goat harasser says dreams thirty years ago were huge mansions. Now we're just happy with a roof over exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, the economy's so doing depressing. great. The economy's doing great. The economy <laughs> is shocking can't it one million um, can't it last I think forever it will. i think yeah. it will last forever i, think I don't so think too. that's popping anytime soon no also what did you hear that like companies are buying whole towns oh that makes me so sick it's not like individuals that are buying uh, all the houses anymore it's like companies are buying villages because google's got campuses and shit like that and so other companies are like oh why don't we do that and so they're buying whole towns so that it's near their factory and their house and their workers can just live in that and that way it's great because you know, your whole housing situation is just tied to your job. And uh, that'll make for no, uh, 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 that won't cause any problematic power dynamics, right? Just the company that you work for also owns your house. And once you're fired, you probably have two weeks to find a new place to live with your family and things like that, you know? And they probably track you everywhere you're working because that's where things are going now. Hey, sounds like a great idea to me. I hate it so much. Oh, yeah. It's a fucking nightmare. Tiny uh, homes is the funniest thing. Tiny homes is such a like, it's okay. It's okay. It's a home, right? Guy? It's okay. Yeah. Just through gritted teeth. <laughs> it's... What about having a free house of your... I'll take that. I will take a house on the moon. I'll no take pool, a house though. on the moon. Can't swim. Low gravity. All the, the water will fly out. Yeah, but low gravity, all the weight will be off my shoulders. <laughs> Which is kind of what I like about a pool in the first place. Gravity doesn't affect emotional issues, Ashley. <laughs> no... It can simulate that it does. Um, I, If I ever had enough money to have a pool on that house, though, that is legitimately something I would love. Yeah. Um, just so much. Yeah. Um, would love it and i just i'd like to just travel just travel and just see things i have um just not space just not the most just incredible thing that mankind has there's ever nothing to see there's nothing found. to see the sheer scope of it the no in infinity of creation no nothing no? Me. All it, right. it, it, it cool. freaks me out it freaks me out good news um, you can swim in space according to nuka hey, what does that change you your mind like great i <laughs> A great book on space, uh, on living on the moon. Um, it's the same guy that wrote The Martian, um, wrote another book after that called Artemis. 
Okay. And I fucking loved it. I also loved The Martian. Did you ever read it? No, and I haven't seen the movie. Don't see the movie because the movie does nothing for it. Okay. The but is it a good is... movie on its own if I just discount it being a book first? I read the book first and so I just hated the movie. Okay. I won't take um, your I won't take your call then. I'll ask other people. Yeah, ask somebody else. Um yeah, it's hard. but the book itself is so so good. It's so funny and they really miss Oh, someone froze. It's one of us. So much that's frozen. One of us is frozen. One of us. Um uh, but the the book is so so funny. And, okay, the movie was nominated for a best comedy Emmy, but honestly, they missed so much of the humor in the movie. So really? much. It's, oh, okay. The book is so so funny. Um, but yeah, the following book, Artemis, which it, they're not, they don't go, they're not the same story or anything. Um, but the book he wrote, Artemis, was really really good. Okay, well, I'll check it out. Yeah, and light fiction. But hmm. re like he's Great. backed it up with so much Great. physics. That's fun though. I love I love the Godfather is light fiction. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's like it was it's it's arguably his worst book in a lot of ways. <laughs> but it's yeah. like very simple. But uh yeah, like light fiction is is very fun. I need to find yeah. a good fiction book as well because all I've got right now are nonfiction books and they're great, but I want something that's like I can just lose myself in a story kind of thing. Read The Martian and Artemis then. Okay. Genuinely, especially if you love space. I fucking love space. Space is amazing. I sit and I look at pictures of galaxies, like just in my spare time. Yeah. I, I can absolutely just, uh, there's live footage of, I'm, I'm a sucker for live footage of spacewalks that NASA does sometimes. They'll broadcast it from the International Space Station and just watching just, astronauts walk no... outside there is... No Un interest. Unbelievable to me. It's so amazing. I fucking, oh, it's so good. My and dad there's a is great... big into it. My dad loves space. He'll watch any kind of space news. He has a big telescope. He looks up at the stars. He I want a telescope knows... so bad. He has a big telescope. Oh, I want one so um, bad. Oh, you want a telescope. Real bad. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and he... Yeah, he will keep up with whenever any weird shit is happening with the moon, if the blood moon or whatever. He will I will know about it because my dad will tell me about it. And I I like it enough. Like I I enjoyed looking at this sort of stuff when my dad brings it up and it's something mm. that I can talk to my dad with. Um but I don't do the research. I just enjoy it when he tells me it. <laughs> right right radiant user? Right? That's a mate amazing. Pillars of Creation. Do you not know the Pillars of Creation? We're going to look at a picture of the Pillars of Creation right now. What are the Pillars of Creation? You're about, you're about to see. <laughs> Un unbelievable. I don't even know how to fill this silence because I just don't know what it is. <laughs> Start guessing. <laughs> uh, is it a space thing or is it on the planet? Space thing. Oh, I've seen that image before. I just didn't know that's what it was. Oh. Well, what is it? <sighs> Fuck. Who knows, man? I don't understand it at all. I'm like, for someone who loves it so much, I do space. not do enough research. I just know how beautiful and awe-inspiring it is, and I'm happy with that for now. But... Uh, space farts. <laughs> Brent Fu says space, space farts. What are the odds? Is it We're... just clouds of dust in space? 
that we're, look we're like also, we're also getting pillows. space space dicks. I don't think that's I don't think that one's they right. Look like space dildos. Thank you, Boomstickery. There it's is a nebula. Definitely, there is definitely dildos made in that shape. These are gas nebula, so they will become stars or planets. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Space is at the moment amazing. they're just dildos. It's so thrilling. I fucking love space, man. I don't like space that much. It's ah, uh, it's the pot, the it sheer possibility. I can't, I can't dwell on any thought about space because it just freaks me out. I was when they when they were looking for people to go to Mars without wanting to come back. I was like, if I was single, I would seriously consider doing that. That's horrific. I would seriously consider doing that. That's like, cause I even like as a kid, I was always like, you know, the people that just sailed for the new world, but didn't really know where it was. Uh-huh. I get that. That's yeah. I'd be all over that. Oh, no. mm-hmm. well see. Okay. I, that, that's, that is my biggest fear. Really? So I like, I'm completely agoraphobic. Oh, okay. I am the opposite of that. As, as in like, that's, one of the big things that I've had to overcome. Mm. Like going out of my house terrifies me. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then the moon I've, probably isn't for you. Yeah. Like <laughs> although I've, I've very few crowds. Real low numbers on the moon. <laughs> um I have learned how to go out of my house. Mm. But I I cannot close the door behind me if I don't have my keys in my hand. Oh wow. Thank you very much for following. I am Le Suede. Well, I like that name very much. That's a fun name. It's a fun name. I I can't. Um, I had a panic attack watching the movie Life of Pi. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch the movie. I read the book, though. And that's why um, I didn't watch the movie. <laughs> ugh, I couldn't watch it. I literally I was watching it with my family and I was starting to f- like really panic. And my family didn't understand why, but I was just like, I can't watch this movie anymore. We we need to turn it off. We need to watch something else. I I mm. can't watch this movie because so it was just him out at sea. Yeah, yeah, with a tiger and a and a fox and a chicken and a bag of grain, right? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But yeah, I think it, that was it. it. Honestly, it didn't. The tiger didn't bother me. None of it bothered me. It was that he was just stranded at sea. I couldn't mm. deal with it terrifying absolutely terrifying yeah but if it was space i'd have to go i'd just have i'd have to go i wouldn't be able to not that is my worst nightmare good morning how do you feel about going to space i am la suede just being (laughs) marooned out there australia we're hitting a new target demo yeah (laughs) i fucking love Um, it man the uh, the idea of being one of the first people on mars is that would be remarkable. I can't think of anything better. That, that would be the best. You need to read The Martian. Genuinely, I'm good at book things. Yeah. <laughs> We've done this. Can someone clip that? Just her saying I'm good at book things? I'd like that very much. <laughs> so. But we, we had this chat before. Books are like the thing that I can pick out for people. And I think yeah. you need to read The Martian. I will. I will. I'll pick it up. There's a great secondhand bookstore in the um in in the town. I'll go there after after the stream. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now I just want to fucking watch videos about space. Um, <laughs> I love it so much. It's fucking great. You're such uh, a little dork. <laughs> yeah. One, so yeah. <laughs> the only 
really the only space thing I've ever really, really loved was that Looney Tunes movie, The Martian. Marvin the Martian? No, not Marvin the Martian. Just he was the Martian. Just oh, maybe the Martian? he is his, Marvin the Martian. It's Marvin the Martian, Martian. yeah, with the, the, the gun and the big silly helmet. Yeah, yeah, Duck yeah it's Dodgers Marvin. goes to space. Uh, That's gotcha. the one. Okay. That movie. I fucking that Thank just you, has Nuka Boy. such a lovely place in my heart. That film. I I'll have to rewatch that. I don't remember that at all. Uh, I remember I barely Martian, remember it, but I just course. I always think of the it. voice. The voice. The when I was when I was a kid, I, I could freak me out. <laughs> when I was a kid, I could nail that voice. When my voice <laughs> dropped, I couldn't do it anymore. But when I was little, my Marvin the Martian was impeccable. And unfortunately, my Apu from The Simpsons was also impeccable. But Aww. you know, there's there's not a lot of call for that one anymore. So I don't. The uh, only impression i was ever able to do and i can't do it anymore but i for a very small time period when i was a kid i was able to do a bang on stitch from lilo and stitch no shit yeah nice um, i i fully cannot do it anymore but i could fully do it uh that was the oh it's the only kind of impression thing i've ever even attempted to do his little ohana speech exactly that movie it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's really, really. I watched it for the first time in lockdown. I'd never seen it before. <gasps> and um, it's great. It's so it's fun. So, so beautiful. Even, but even just the the imagery of it, like it's all this watercolor background is so. Oh, is that beautiful. how they did it? Yeah, it's just water. Oh, okay. Like if you, if you actually look at it, the characters are moving, but the background doesn't because it's all oh, watercolor. Shit. Oh, cool. Um, and it's just so beautiful. Um, Actually, I watched, uh, I basically, I was designing a lesson today for my course, doing a kind of lesson plans and stuff. And I am teaching theme and I used the Disney Pixar short film Piper. Have you ever seen that one with the little bird and it's learning how to go into the ocean and catch the little shellfish to eat? No. Oh, it's so cute. I highly recommend watching it. I've never even it's heard of that. So but cute! I like the birds. Disney Pixar short film Piper. I the and only one of those that I've seen is Bow. I haven't watched any of the other ones, so I'm gonna watch that. Bow. Bow. Yeah, like the you know the Chinese bun. No, I I don't know if I have seen that one actually. It's a it's a very nice short yeah. about family. It's just very sweet. Oh, yeah, all the Pixar nice. shorts are so good. I'm such I love Pixar movies so much. Yeah. Yeah, they're incredible. They're amazing. I didn't yeah. enjoy Soul, and I didn't enjoy Inside Out, but the rest of them I did really enjoy. That That is uh, insane to me, uh, but that's okay. I don't want to fight about it. I think no. uh, Inside Out in particular, I think, is remarkable, uh, but I thought Soul was very I didn't, good. I found that film really stressful, um, and I, I just know that if I had seen that as a kid, it actually would have freaked me out. Oh, it would have calmed me down. I would have been like, oh, there's a place I, for all your feelings? Amazing, because <laughs> I've only been watching cowboy movies. I thought I got one. Yeah. So. I do get that, but I think my... I was such a fucking anxious little child, though. Yeah. Um, did you watch... Out over did you watch... Okay, thank, thank you, Patty. Absolute Bow is fantastic. Everyone should watch it. Have you watched A Good Dinosaur? Because I keep meaning to, I and I... I haven't watched that one yet. I am yet. so sure it's going to make me cry that I just keep avoiding <sighs> it. 
Yeah. It just looks, it looks like it's definitely beautiful. And there's a yeah. heartbreaking moment where the dinosaur either dies or is standing oh, in the no. rain like that. Remember the, the old friend in Inside Out where it takes the wagon off the, yeah. the that bit? That's, it's going to be something like that. And I'm just going to yeah. be like, nope, I don't <laughs> need that. I don't need that. <laughs> I haven't seen The Good Dinosaur. I think it's the only one I haven't seen. Um, pretty sure I've seen most of the rest of them. Yeah, me too. Coco is one of my favorites. Ah, I love Coco. Coco's a delight. I love Ratatouille. Yeah. It there just... Are honestly it isn't a, a bad, even special place in my heart i didn't i didn't think i was gonna like brave for some reason like the way that they advertise oh. it i was like okay fair enough you know they can't i can't like all of them and i wasn't to say it was is... gonna be bad but i was like fine and i watched it, i was like dope this is fucking it's sick so <laughs> this is such good. a good movie yeah yeah luca oh. is good luca's the first one i didn't love good. yeah, yeah. It, luca i got it's... bored and turned it off Oh my god. I yeah. I still liked it more than that. I actually did really like it. Um I think I I loved that it um had this lovely little friendship between the two boys and mm. I might be reading too much into it, but it hinted I I felt it hinted at a very early days LGBTQ representation. Uh, I don't know. you know, they're children, so they're not going to sexualize them, but I just, I, something about it hinted at it for me. Um, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, podcast listener go to says, I have a toddler. I've seen Luca three times in one day. <laughs> My six-year-old niece ruined every plot point in Brave for me as we were watching and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> How did she ruin it? Oh, and this is where this happens. And then and this is where this happens. Oh, right. And, oh, yeah. I understand what you mean. I thought you meant like, you know, when somebody points out a, a plot hole, I thought that's what you meant. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Just <laughs> that would be so funny if she's just this really savvy six year old. <laughs> she's, she's just, just like, like, no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> structurally, this movie is all over the place. I can't. <laughs> Absolute mess. Yes. <laughs> What is this, Ocean's 13? No, thank you. <laughs> um, oh, the one where Chris Pratt and Tom Holland are brother. Oh, that one. What's it called? Holy uh, shit. I only watched the that one through lockdown, and it's fucking devastating. Yeah. Yeah, it's that was really a lot. really tough. It made me miss my brother so much. Oh, it's was, so. Oh, God damn it! I so love my brother. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. What's it called again? Uh, I can't remember. Hey, Macaroni Prince, what's going on, bud? Um, I don't do dead dad films so at the moment. Totally fair, Steve. I uh, I'm a, I'm only hit and miss on those because, like, since my mom died, I definitely go through waves yeah. of like I can totally deal with this, and times of like I cannot deal with this. Uh, and it's uh, a yeah. yeah. <laughs> somebody's put a picture of you on the moon in the discord onward, what? thank you onward that's onward. it thank you very much i loved all like ha. as devastating as it is <laughs> i did really enjoy the kind of folklore fairy tale aspect of that movie nuka boy thank uh, you very much yeah absolutely it, yeah i just i liked how they um 
kind of created this world where where folklore and fairy tale existed but had moved into like this really modern world i thought it was mm. quite quite cool um how they did that um take care patty be well bud i oh, yeah. might need to go to a bathroom quite soon <laughs> you mean a washroom you mean a water closet um well, we're, no, we're I mean, I mean the thing I warned you about at the beginning of the show. Oh, damn. <laughs> Ashley's about to poop herself. Yeah. There's a burning <laughs> sensation in my lower abdomen. That is do a bit of pending duty. Do it. Do oh, don't it. do that. Do That's not nice. <laughs> uh, oh, man, not curry you... again. I don't really know this time. Just an upset tummy. If you shit um, yourself on stream and John's not here, he'll be so upset. He'll be so upset. So He'll I'm going to so upset hold that he missed it. John. Okay. Well, should we raid someone so that you can go poop in peace? I think we should do that as okay. quickly as is feasible. Okay. We're gonna uh, we're gonna raid <laughs> we're gonna raid Colt Cabana because uh, Ashley thinks he's hot, and that's very funny. I do think he's hot, and yeah. now you've yeah you've set up a situation where yeah. I'm gonna be shitting myself and listening to him. Yeah, I think that so. is wonderful. Colt Cabana is hot. You're absolutely right. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming through. This was great. Uh, we're going to take the weekend off now, as we always do. We'll be back Sunday night or afternoon, depending John on where still you won't are. Be here. John will still uh, be at La Lune, but he'll be back on Monday. Uh, you are all very wonderful. Have a great weekend. We're going to head out. Ashley, any parting words? I really have to go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Penis into her vagina. So the man passes the sperm to the woman, and now his sperm 